Welcome to the Loaded Bases Podcast, Season 3, Episode 7. I'm Nick Wilson, joined always by Alessandro De Janeiro. Uh, today we have, as always, a loaded episode, no pun intended. Uh, we got about four topics to discuss. We're going to start with the Trevor Bauer news. Uh, basically, just a brief timeline of events uh, and our thoughts. Uh, we're going to talk about the fallout from the Correa deal, or lack thereof, with the Mets. He ends up on the Twins. What happened? What now? And we're going to revisit our quite uh, contentious, heated debate from last week, which surrounded if the competitive balance in the uh, MLB is not only being affected by Steve Cohen's massive spending, but what effects that's going to have on owners' concerns and what effects that will have on the next collective bargaining agreement. Um, we're also going to talk about Mets and Yankees news, notes, and rumors. And we're going to revisit the Loaded Bases podcast free agent prediction bracket. If you remember, we have been having an ongoing prediction contest where we assign points to the predictions Alessandro and I made a few episodes ago. And we're going to give you an update on that. So without further ado, let's uh, let's go. The following sports program is brought to you by the Loaded Bases podcast. Everybody late. Everybody. So, um, there are a few people that I want to talk about this. Trevor Bauer. Kurt Schilling, probably on that list. Um, uh, just, you know, it's a short list. I, I don't yeah. really hate a lot of people. Um, but well, uh, you don't have the word out hate. I, 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 well, right. I think I think that yeah. It's, I mean, hate, hate is a strong word. Strong yeah, word. It is. Um, that's my personal opinion. You obviously can form your own. Um, I really truly don't want to talk about this, but I just feel like it's important to give a brief timeline. Like we're not breaking news here. We're not like this is nothing we've reported on. Obviously, uh, but I think it's important just to talk about briefly because he's somebody that has a popular. Uh, a relatively popular like YouTube following uh, MLB in recent years has been, or has always really been terrible at reaching the youth and Trevor Bauer with his like whole watch momentum uh, production company is pretty good at reaching the youth. Like I, I had a, I uh, coached a little league team and kids have showed me watch momentum videos that he produced like long before any news about him came to light. It's just, they just, it's the first thing that's on YouTube. So I think, Given what we found out, which is that the most recent news is that the Dodgers uh, released him. He had been given a suspension. Um, you know, it was essentially a two-year suspension uh, after the conclusion of an investigation that MLB uh, made independently. Uh, recently, an arbiter reduced that suspension to 194 games, which essentially made him unsuspended, effective immediately. The Dodgers were given about a week after that ruling happened. The ruling was on December 22nd of this year. Uh, the Dodgers had about a week to figure out what they wanted to do. Eventually, the 11th hour, they released him. Um, of course, this is the, the classic case where, like, in the news, if the White House, like, has a brief, as, like, a, a problematic thing they need to release, they do it on a Friday afternoon. That's, like, a widely known thing. The Dodgers kind of did the same thing. Um, so I just, again, just, like, a brief timeline 2020, that was me dropping my phone. Uh, 2020 wins Cy Young with Reds. Uh, that offseason, it comes down to the wire. If you remember, the Mets 
came within inches of signing him. Uh, he ends up going to the Dodgers for a fucking huge contract. Um, uh, and so that season, 2021, June, he starts off the season great. Uh, and then the Washington Post releases an article claiming that a woman filed a domestic restraining order against him. Uh, this stemmed from two consensual encounters, uh, and which allegedly, uh, from Bauer's lawyers, uh, said began in April of 2021. I'm not going to go into, like, the specifics. Like, I don't necessarily feel like it's a good idea for us to go down those waters, um, but... I will say if you swim in those waters, swim in those waters. Yeah. I don't, I think it's, if you read, there's a lot of really good reporting on this from the Washington post, from the athletic. Um, you if just you just Google his name. Yeah. No. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Like, just Google Trevor Bauer. And you will find terrible. I mean, the details of it are horrific. Um, right. And really again, without going into super detail, uh, the woman uh, released photos and there is uh, sheep, Argued or she uh, alleged that uh, Bauer strangled her until she lost consciousness. Okay. Um, I mean, she had horrible bruise. I'm again not going to get yeah. super into it, but horrific, horrific gut cur- like gut curdling, uh, scum- stomach curdling things. Um, uh, and so Bauer denies this, uh, said it was consensual, um, and so eventually she filed the restraining order was denied. Uh, we'll get into that later, but MLB launched its own investigation and determined that a suspension was uh, necessary. So then, you know, July 2nd, 2021, Bowers placed on administrative leave. And then 2022, the 324 suspend- game suspension is, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it happens. Um, it's based on the player, the uh, 2015 uh, MLB and uh, MLB Players Association and MLB uh, Joint Domestic Violence Sexual Assault Child Abuse Policy. This is double the next, mo- like the next most uh, suspension, um, and I think that's pretty telling. And I, and I, that, you know, essentially we all we know the rest. Um, you know, another woman came out shortly after Bauer uh, was suspended, um, and again now here we are in the present. He has been uh, an arbiter, uh, an independent arbiter, reviewed it and reduced it to 90, 194 games. Dodgers released statements, Bowers released statements, but here we are. So, Alessandro, just like, I don't know your thoughts. Um, I, you know, we know Bauer has like been tweeting again, just like, uh, he, he tweeted, quote, can't wait to see y'all out in the stadium soon, like recently, like just Such immediately tweeting again. Idiot. Um, released another video on YouTube called The Truth. It was seven minutes. That was last um, year, though. That was last year, yeah. yeah. In, like, I'm saying in the yeah. interim. So, yeah, like, while right, this right, case right. is going on, he's, like, releasing yeah. his own accord of it, which, yeah. like, if I'm his lawyer, I, 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 I'm I, beside myself. Right. Uh, but I'm just curious to know your thoughts. Well, it sucks. It sucks. Um, it sucks. There's no other way around it. Uh you know, I'm not, I don't really want to comment or, like, offer an opinion. Like, like we all do, like, like, basically, like, like, we all, like, you know, like, people do freaky shit, like, in bed or whatever. But, like, it's clear, like, that, like, this, like, if you read the reporting, it's clear that, like, especially with the fact that he hasn't offered any type of apology, like, it's clear that this man doesn't understand, like, what the term, like, consensual means. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, there's, like, you can consent to something and then you can also, like, just go past that limit so he clearly like doesn't understand that um 
And, you know, like, let's not sit here and act like teams haven't hired people who have beaten their wives, like, on camera before, you know, or, like, shot guns at their wives or, like, done terrible, terrible, terrible things. Um, so when I think about is the team going to sign him or not, I don't know, because if we're going to be frank, you know, that was most of those incidents came post uh, or pre um, like 2020 and things have changed. And, the, the, the you know, people and uh, fans tend to uh, basically the people tend to hold, you know, try to attempt to hold people accountable and hold organizations accountable and people who have power accountable. So I don't understand, or I don't really not understand, rather I don't see any team being able to put on a brave face and be like, yeah, we just uh, signed a dude who punches women in the face and strangles them until they're unconscious. It's not, I, I think it's going to be a tough sell. It's going to be a tough sell. So um, it's unfortunate, and the reason why I said it sucks is because I, I was never a fan of Trevor Bauer's content. I wasn't. And I didn't like Trevor Bauer because he played on the Guardians and he pitched on the Guardians. Um, but that was before he really began to, you know, take it to another level. But I began to like, you Before know, we knew it became yeah, publicly available. Right, right, right. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I'm saying in terms, that was also before like he like got like went to another level in terms of performance, in terms of like being like an athlete. Yeah. And, and, but then I began to like, semi-respect him because of the book, uh, The MVP Machine, and, um, and like, understanding his training and stuff. And then I started to gain, like, a little bit more of, like, an affinity for some of his content because I was like, oh, you know what? At the end of the day, baseball does a terrible job marketing to its fans, and here's a guy, you know, who plays who's, for who's MLB. Who's objectively doing a very good job and, of it. And to me, I thought he, I, I just, marketing. I think he oozes corniness. Like, I think he's the corniest yeah. man alive, but... But he was at least doing something in, in, in a league that's filled with players who don't want to move an inch to market themselves, which is just a fact. Um, but now it's it's cooked, like you know, and it's just like I I don't like I don't want to see his face anymore. I don't want to hear him talk anymore. I'm done with him. Um, but you know he'll he's going to sign to the league minimum, which is like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And a team is getting basically a number two to three. Yeah, they're starter getting a really good starter. For for absolutely nothing, um, I don't think any of the leading contending teams will will risk it and, and sign him. It was also because like one one thing that we left out, yeah, it was well reported that basically the entire Dodgers clubhouse did not like him before any of these allegations. But came that's out. the thing; he released a statement recently that he spoke to the Dodgers team. I don't, I'm not listening to the thing yeah. that Trevor Bauer and he has said to say. that they that there were people that supported. He him also released club. a statement saying that the sex that he had was consensual, yeah, and yeah. we we obviously fell on one side of that argument. So I'm going to fall on the other side of the argument with the yeah. teammates. I don't I, believe I think, a word I, that I, comes I think out he's of his lost mouth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like you like sometimes you can just read it on somebody's face. And you just like, I I'm, I don't want to be sitting. I don't want to get into like a whole political thing about it. I don't want because I don't want to get into the whole like you know state of California laws thing about it. No, I, that's why I don't really want to go insane about it, um, because it's just going to lead into this spiral and spiral of debate. He's a good pitcher. He's also a piece of fucking shit. Yeah, and like that's kind of where I fall, which is like a I think he's not going anywhere. He's still going to keep releasing content. He's, I don't know if he doesn't get a deal this year, it's hard for me to imagine that all it takes is one team to sign him. Right. And like, I think that if he does the apology tour, which it's likely he won't, but like if he does to some extent, it's 
a lot more just like this is how teams I think are going to think like, oh, well, he's done. It's it's a year. He served his time, blah, blah, blah. And someone's going to sign him and then he's going to come. He's going to be back. And I think, again, what I alluded to at the beginning of the podcast is like we've seen people, you know, these these like men's rights figures on YouTube gain popularity. And it's just like, how the fuck are these people still around? You see these like assholes on your <laughs> Instagram page. You're like, why are you? here and it's like they're pervasive and they don't go away but that's the point it's like people like this they they stick around because they just do that's just like how short form content works he's mastered the short form content his entire company does this and as again as we alluded to mlb doesn't do this well so until mlb figured out a way to produce content that reaches like young people Trevor Bauer is going to have a pretty prominent place in that space. And that's really troubling. And so I think that's, that's really ultimately like why I think that it's worth talking about, but ultimately he's not worth the air. And it's also, it's an ego thing. And, and and that, that, and I think that stems to all of these different, like, um, uh, like misogynist, like nut jobs who are on social media and stuff. Like it is an ego thing, but in Trevor Bauer's case, like, you know how many, you know how many athletes have done like fucked up shit but and but have it's rebounded telling. and have rebounded their careers. You know how and and you know what almost all of them did? They owned up and they apologized. Like do you know how much easier this would be if Trevor Bauer came out and said, "I fucked up. I fucked up. Like I fucked up. I have a problem and I'm going to get some help from it. I'm going to accept the suspension. I'm going to serve the suspension and hopefully you'll accept me back." And it does not excuse anything that happened at all. Yeah, we, but, we can separate the legal aspect right, of it exactly. from the moral aspect. Right, exactly. Of it. But like, it would make it easier for a team to sign him at the very least, and like you can decide for your own, like okay, like you know what he did was fucked up. I'm not going to support him anymore, and that would be like your choice. But then at least you would have something to fall back on and be like, oh, this guy seems like he wants to change. He has not shown any indication that he wants to change. No. He hasn't shown any indication that he's remorseful. I don't really care about what he wants to change. Or, I mean, I do, I do care about what he wants to change. But I don't want him to go around, you know, harming other women, but like, while having sex with them. But I also, like, you know, like, I also don't really give a fuck about what's happening in his personal life either. Like, if he has, like, sexual addiction problems or, like, fucking, like, he's watching, like, violent-ass porn so he feels like he needs to, like, choke, like, women out, like, that's, you know? But... Yeah, Yeah. and I guess I'll say say one... I feel like we've exhausted this a little bit. No, I I will say just one, like, final thing, and then then I will um, stop. Like... Trevor Bauer wants you to think that MLB is out to get him. Uh, they wa- he wants you to think that like he, their MLB is making an example out of him and that he's innocent and like this is just unfair and that like, his words in his video were like it's being adjudicated in the media. And I think that's bullshit. Like I think that MLB, as you mentioned, Alessandro, there have been people who've done things that are incredibly horrible. And he got double the suspension of the next highest. MLB launched its own investigation. This is what they concluded. So that's what I want to end with because that that's really what we should consider, like, when thinking about this. Like, being, you know, uh, not, like, the law and your the morals are completely different things. Um, and I think we kind of pick and choose when, when that matters. So. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, unfortunately... Uh, that's probably the last. I th- hopefully, that's yeah. the last we have to talk about yeah. him. Um, yeah. Moving on. Yeah, moving. Um, so, all right. Uh, really, no, no great way to segue. But um, so last week on the podcast, Alessandro and I had a pretty heated debate. Um, 
really talking about Steve Cohen and the the. I mean, I'm not going to go super into detail about how much he's spent and the how the exorbitant amount of luxury taxes he's uh, paid just to create this team. And then he goes and signs Carlos Correa. <laughs> and it's just like, as, as soon as that happened, I was like, like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, we're going to, we have to revisit that because I think we both kind of left really not moving uh, much. Um, but I am curious to think like, even though the deal didn't go through and we, and we can talk about the specific, like, you know, some of the specifics, cause again, widely reported. Yeah. We, we you know, right. like, you know, yeah. if you're listening to this, you probably yeah. know what's going on. Um, you know, signs with the Dodgers, they see something Giants. wrong with the, me- the, excuse me, signs with the Giants. Yeah. They see something wrong with the medicals, uh, pivots to the, he, you know, it sounds as if the narrative is that, uh, the Giants like fucked it up, dropped the belt, dropped the ball, right? Dropped the bag. That's what we're all thinking. We're like, dubious of owners, yeah, right? They, like clearly, they just wanted an out, and yeah. they're, they're like, they're, he's never missed a single game for his leg, right? Come on, right? However, yes, they uh, Scott Boris because the Giants went radio silent. Uh, like basically, they said uh, Boris was like, "Listen, you got X amount of time to respond, or we're going to move on." Giants didn't respond. Mets. Swoop yeah, in because yeah. Cohen already. I think that Cohen was already talking to him prior to him signing with the Giants. Yeah, me too. But uh, because there was already so much community, like like it doesn't happen like that overnight. Um, and then he signs with the Mets. Uh, yeah. Twelve years. What was it like? Three hundred. Uh, three hundred twelve. Bad job. I mean, not knowing the numbers offhand, but like three hundred twelve. Three. A lot of money for twelve. A lot. A lot of years. Um, and Alessandro, you and I went back and forth. It was like holy shit. Like this is. I, like, I was pissed. <laughs> yeah, you were very upset. Um, and, and then we, the dust settled, smoke cleared. Everyone was like, all right, Mets have a good hitter, whatever. No, because they still have to pass the physical. And the Mets found the exact same problem on the physical. It was more than the Mets have a good hitter. It was the Mets have Carlos Correa. Correa, yeah. yeah who's, by the way, played in 89% of his games yeah. uh, over the years, which is a lot more than I think a lot of people realize. Um, you know, and so... Then he didn't. He, uh, the Mets found an issue with it. It sounds to me also like the Mets, there was this report, I think it was by Bob Nightingale, which like the Mets tried to essentially, uh, it was like a six-year deal with like opt-outs after every year. If you're trying to get a big fish, you don't like you don't negotiate that way. It almost felt like they were negotiating him to like not get him. Um, but that brings us now, he signs with the Twins. Uh, Six years, two hundred million. Yes, with with a vesting option, it could be more years and whatever. Alessandro, after this, do you, like what are your thoughts on Steve Cohen, and do you think that this affects or exacerbates the state of owners potentially looking at Steve Cohen, which is what we talked about last week, and being like, this dude is is changing the landscape single handedly yeah. of players that we were able to acquire for potentially less. And now this guy is just going to go bonkers every year. Yeah. We need to put a stop to this. Yeah, I think it solidifies it definitely. I, I, um, I want to. I, we exhausted this. I said this maybe a million times in the last episode, but I just want to again preface this by saying I don't think that Steve Cohen is doing anything wrong in terms because he has he's allowed to do it, right? Like he the the way that it's set up is it's set up for him to operate within those means. And you know, I do personally think that Mets fans deserve to have finally after all these years somebody who's going to spend a lot of money, et cetera, et cetera. However. I do think that it solidified it because at the point where the Mets were when B 
before they signed Correa, they were over the final luxury tax, which means that for every dollar they were going to spend, they would have to pay a 90% tax. So when they signed Correa to, I think it was 12 years, $330 million or something like that. You can pull it up while, while I continue talking. 315 315 Okay. So, you know, and then they were going to front load it a little bit, so he was going to get paid. like Anyway, it ended up coming out to like $28 million or something like that, annual, average annual value, right? So forget the front loading. Let's just say that they paid um, Correa uh, $28 million this year. Um, even though I think it was reported that they were going to pay him $33 million. So let's go with that. Let's say they were going to pay him $33 million for this season, right? That means they would have had to pay at least close to a $30 million tax for having him. So that ends up coming out to about a $60 million price tax. $60 million with the amount that you're paying him plus with taxes. Oh, yes. Um, For having him for one year. And that alone... You know, I, it's just like, it, it was kind of like, you know, that was it. Like, it was just like, we had that entire debate, and I think it was like two days later. They signed That's Correa, right, yeah, was, it was like, oh, well, there you, you go. you got to be kidding me. Yeah, yeah, so it was just like, like again, I, I, I this has nothing to do with, like, the Mets. And I, I, would if the Mets had Correa, it they would have been incredible. And and it would it would have been terrifying. But... You're now entering and you're swimming in different waters. You're not swimming in a... Like, I, I think that the Yankees um, and a, some of the other bigger teams, again, were like are okay with this, like, setup because they have these... A lot of these teams are owned by investors and they have to, you know, go back to their investors and make sure that they're, you know, recouping their investment, essentially. And Steve Cohen doesn't have any investors. He's, you know, he's operating in, with a ton of money. So, yeah, I think, I think it solidified it. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand firm in what I said. Oh, wow, time. really? Because, I'm, I'm yeah. surprised. Okay, so, so here's the thing. First of all, I'm going to start by saying that there's going to be some Steve Cohen praise here, but I don't want to be – I don't want it to be uh, – Oh, here we go. I don't want to mince words. Like here I'm we not go. I'm never gonna be Homer. like one of the the daddy Cohen people. Right? Here we because go. I think I don't want to fetishize Uncle Steve billionaires. And I don't want to fetishize yeah, the idea. Don't. Because the idea, first of all, I'm no, I want to comment on that because I feel like a lot of fans, you know, they don't actually care about Steve Cohen. They care about his money. If Steve right. Cohen lost all his money tomorrow, yeah. do you really think fans yeah. would be like, I love the not. person. I like, know. I no, love Steve Cohen, not. the person. Thank like, you for everything you've done. Yeah. No, like, no. no, fuck off. Yeah. Like, and so I, I, but I do, I will say, so that's, I just want to say that. Cause I think I will say, and again, not to go on a tangent, but like fans do go overboard, but I think it's more just being like haunted by the will ponds, like for, for, you know, some people's entire life. Um, and so but we're I, not talking about this though. I mean, no, like, but we're, I, we're no, 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 we're not. But I wanted to has. preface like, it by saying, "Okay, okay, but yes, right. we know. Yes, okay. thank you, well, thank you." I wanted to give the caveat because <laughs> I've been labeled in your mind as like this, like Homer. But no, I'm not labeling you Homer. I'm kidding. Relax. Well, I'm sensitive. No, but no, but so anyway, basically, what I'm saying is, look. All of the points that I made last time are still true. First of all, if you look at the projections, Mets were not even projected to be better than the Braves, which solidifies the point, which we all know, you cannot build teams in baseball. 
That's never going to be true. You can at a certain point. We're not talking about that. No, we are because if no, it's a if it's a threat to the competitive landscape and the Mets are signing these players, there is a cap at how effective the the returns he are diminishing. He just bought the, he bought a team that was a train wreck like three years ago. It takes a little bit of time, but the fact that he's able to get it up like to this juggernaut in like what like less than like. 500 days or yeah, 600 sure, days or whatever. Yeah, sure, but there's still like, a limit insane. to how good they can be. Like, even if the Mets were to continue to buy the best team every year, that they're still like a 98-win team at best, and at a certain point, if you keep buying free agents, the old free agents are going to get we, too old, and we, it's you're not going to be able to get this super... I mean, if you think about it, they spent how much money, you're talking about, even oh, if you add Correa... Because it's not intelligent. And it's still not as good as the Braves. <laughs> because it's not, like, intelligent to sign, like, only sign free agents it's not going to like still affect the fact that like I'm other saying teams there's want free agents so and much you can do. Compete. Well, that's only well there's still okay, no matter what you cannot build teams. Like we know this, there's never going to be a point where you, the Mets buy players like just because they want them. We saw Jacob what? they Bezos. just did that. No, well, we saw them not get Jacob DeGrom. I think they made a calculated decision. And I think they said, okay. We... Jacob DeGrom didn't give them a chance to sign him. He left because he wanted right. to. So what they do? They pivoted. They got Justin Verlander. Yeah. And okay. Again, like, sure. Right. But again, there's, A, there's not always going to be a Justin Verlander. And B, the Mets Justin Verlander. The predominantly built off of free agents. Yes. But again, they're they still not better than the, the Braves. And they're borderline not. Like, they're, they're probably better than the Phillies, but, like, not by much. And again, they spent so much money to do this. These players, again, are going to get older. They're going to get worse. Like, there's going to be a year or two in the future where you're going to have just but what a lot of do? players on their roster where they... you Okay, I, I, we're going in circles, but you, you cannot build a team that's know, better than I think, the other team. I, I, I think where we're getting lost is I think we're, we're arguing two different if things. If you're a team that wants to compete, right? Because you yes. have to eliminate a third of the league. Yeah. Which is an entirely separate argument I can make, but we'll, well I digress. We'll sidebar that. The Mets are trying their absolute best, and they are still not the best team in their division. What okay. does that tell you? It tells you you cannot build a team. Okay, but we're not arguing about whether or not you could build a team. Via well, if owners agents. are worried that it's going to affect the competitive landscape, stop. Hold on, wait a second. Then you have to argue that well, are what, the Mets able to but build, owners, buy a team? And but you can't. Owners are not going out trying to compete with the Mets by acquiring as many free agents as possible. Owners are competing with the Mets with the best free agents that are available on the market. And it is frustrating to owners when you have 36, when you have 36, 37, 38 year old pitchers getting like shooting over because like, it, it, you know, like it hurts the other owners. Like I, like if I offer Justin Verlander 40 or a back shares of $43 million dollars, when the next, when the going rate for a pitcher of his caliber was either 37 or below, based on his age, honestly, and the fact that his arm was continuing to give out, like you jump over all the negotiation poise and you're just going, "This is what we want. We want you. Here's this money." It, there's nothing like it's going to further infuriate owners, especially given all the other circumstances entering. Steve Cohen's ownership with the fact that he said he wasn't going to spend like a drunken sailor. That was part of the pitch. He worked with the Steinbrenner. Steinbrenner had to go and work with the other owners in order to allow them to get them to vote yes on him and all these things about how he was going to have well, to be general fair, managers the drunken sailor comment, on him and stuff. The drunken sailor comment actually makes sense when you think about Correa, right? Because no, 100%. The, the drunken sailor right. things, I'm not going to spend my money like an idiot. Right. Which is like, that's really more what it was talking about. He wasn't yes. saying, I'm not going to spend. If, if Correa passed his physical, he would have dropped. 
12 years, $315 million on him, and then the Mets would have been insane. And then the, the, no guarantee, it's baseball, of course. And yes, these other... With Correa, the Mets were not projected teams. to be better than the Braves either. They were, they were both on par for about 95 wins. Like, you're never going to replicate a good farm well, system. Or I mean, good, and also you have to understand I, I, the Mets were only doing this. I've garbage after the past three years because they've been so horribly wrong. Not entirely. We just remember bad. the ones that are wrong. They've they're been actually, pretty they're, bad. They're, they're, they're actually overall, we just remember yeah. the worst ones, but they're actually right. pretty they're solid. Pretty um, but in other words, if you're looking at, again, the teams that are competing, the Mets are not... the. I mean, we if you look at this offseason alone, we saw the, the Padres come... Uh, having yep. a, a yep. huge contract yep. and offer Aaron Judge four hundred million. Yep. We saw uh, in the, the Padres are a team that is, have built themselves via free agency. Sure, and yeah. so right, so it's like this is not something that's unique to the Mets. Okay, so which the is Padres will be arguing. on maybe 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 the Padres will be on Steve Cohen's side. Congratulations. So you got you got a couple of teams, but the predominant the majority of the league already when when they were entering the CBA negotiations, they wanted to lower the tax. I mean, they wanted to um, yeah, they wanted to lower the tax. Meaning that you could don't get to spend less, and they had to fight tooth and nail, and they what they ended up raising it what like what was it like twenty million dollars or something like that? It was nothing. They barely raised it, and but, but they they ended up settling. So I'm just saying, going into the next CBA, the the majority of the owners, which is what matters, the majority of the owners doesn't matter. Oh, if you're a small market team, you know, do better. Well, <laughs> the majority of the teams are are teams that don't want to spend an exuberant amount of money. Yeah, and we and saw, so and we saw this year. Rules, majority rules, majority rules, the players play for the owners, that's the way that it works, and they're going, that's just the way that it works, and that and they are going to react to the fact that there is an owner in the league that is choosing to overshoot market value by a ridiculous amount, making it harder for teams that want to compete to compete with him. And I, I think it's bullshit. I think it's bullshit. No, I'm that, just telling no, you what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah but, but I, I'm also saying that if you look around again, like, like, like a lot of the teams just, I, are doing yeah. that as well. Like if you look at Wilson Contreras, massive overpay. If you look at what yes, the Padres were trying to do for responding to the market, Judge, but do you think they want to continue The Mets doing didn't this? set the catcher market. No, they didn't, but they're responding to the fact that like these teams, the, the, the market is responding to the fact of how aggressive the Mets are being. The market is responding to the fact that the playoff pool opened up more than it ever has. There's been 12 right, teams. That that makes it even more Do you think a few point. years ago so the Cubs have, would have signed Jamison exactly. Tyone so now teams, for, for, what was it, $64 so million? now dollars? teams have a no. better chance to win. So don't you think they're going to yeah. want more of a shot? Uh, yeah, rather than which losing is, out on fucking every single free agent or having to match But they're not losing offers. out on every single free but agent to the they have to, to match Mets, these though. offers for like 42-year-old pitchers who are getting paid an obscene amount of money, albeit great, but like... You know, I, but again, I just gave over four other examples, three other examples of teams overpaying to get their man. The Mets did this, but they're responding they to, re- to the market. They're resp- which, listen, which is set by this, the fact that there are twelve yes, teams competing, not just the right, Mets. Exactly, That's a, a much bigger one hundred percent. But those teams are competing, right? This is a new thing. Now that the playoffs have opened, there's more teams that are able to compete, right? And, and their viewership ratings were were great this year. Congrats, yes, one hundred percent. Which benefits owners. But what do we know about owners? Who are the cheapest people in the world? The rich. The rich are the cheapest people in the world. Yes. But viewership no, helps them make matter. money. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm telling you. Eyes I help think, them make money. I think, it's, I think that it's bullshit, bro. I agree. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I do think that there should be some more firm... No, I'm arguing, I'm arguing that it's in their best interest. Also, not for nothing, not to, like, okay. just introduce yeah. another yeah. argument, yeah. but... 
the tax. Do you know how that money gets recycled? I know it goes back. It goes to back to the owners. They so they care. make money. They they don't care because what happens when you're a fan of the team and your team is barren and dry and there's nothing going on and there's no nobody goes to and shows to see your game. It's just the way that it goes. Nobody watches your team play. And if there's an owner who's willing to overshoot market value, it is going to piss off the other owners, plain and simple. I don't understand how there's going to be... Like, I think we're arguing two different things. What I'm saying is that this is a fact. This is going to happen. This is the way that they're going to react. I'm also saying that I disagree with it because I always normally, newsflash, disagree with billionaires. So I also do not like like the idea that it's going to happen. But I also think it's insane and it's like pie in the sky to think that the owners are going to be like, okay, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Oh, 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 I wanted Max Scherzer. Oh, how much did you offer him? Oh, you offered him $8 million more million per year than what we were going to offer him? Oh, that sucks. Go ahead. It's all good. Oh, you did it again. Oh, you did it again. Oh, it's all good. No, it doesn't work that way. It yeah, doesn't no, work that way. You're right. It doesn't work that way because yeah. the Mets are not the only team that does that. We have, an, again, an offseason where we the, saw other teams. Like, literally every team is capable of The Mets have a payroll of, of $430 million, and their owner decided to go out and spend $60 million with tax on a third baseman when they already have a payroll of 430 pre-Korea. It's over. This conversation is over. <laughs> Come I mean, on. Uh, you can say whatever you well, want, but the, it, it doesn't. The, it really doesn't. The highest payroll before the match, what happened? Four thirty was like two fifty or like two seventy five or some shit like that, and now it's four hundred and thirty million dollars with tax. And he was willing to pay ninety percent tax to get Correa, where no, the Yankees would never do that. The Yankees are the team that everybody's afraid of that's going to spend a ton. The Yankees would never pay a 90% tax to get a player. The ones, so the Yankees are reaching the threshold. Once they get close to the threshold, they're like fucking petty pitching. They're going, okay, wait, uh, can we like shave this much off and get this many years? Oh, we can't. I don't think we're going to be able to make the deal. That's what the Yankees yeah, are doing. Yeah, and we're seeing that when you do that, it doesn't buy a championship. Right, 100%. But like, I'm like... It doesn't. When you, well, I'm saying when you when the Mets do it, it doesn't buy a championship. Well, the they, Mets, they didn't. The they didn't. They didn't even. Win, they didn't even win the division entered, last we've year. Entered like what year two and a half of this? Like you know what I'm saying? Like because the first year was kind of a wash, even though he ended up paying oh I, uh, Lindor thirty four million dollars a year every single year, which is actually what's going to be more than what like the like besides the years and average annual value was more than any other shortstop in the game. No other shortstop yeah, well, is I mean, making thirty four million dollars. That's how free agency works. Like then someone comes along. No, it's and, not how free agency and works. That. Well, I want the 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 closest value, the closest average annual value before Lindor signed was twenty eight million dollars for a shortstop, and he got thirty four. Yeah, that, I mean that's, that's that's what happens in free agency. No. You negotiate. It's not like you keep he didn't okay, negotiate. You keep framing there was no it like it's like uniquely a Mets thing. There was no it's negotiation. Like it's not. That's just not how it works. Every every time a player enters the market. They reset the market. Like, that's just how free agency works. You keep framing it as if it's like this unique Mets thing where the Mets come along and they outbid teams. We saw this offseason. We see it every offseason. I don't know why I have to keep explaining that this, like, happens every single offseason. A team comes along, they give a monster contract, beats the previous contract. This is something that's been happening for, for years. It just happens that the Lindor contract I think you're outdid this with, uh, rose, the, rose other, the previous contract. Brother. 
Um, you're not. You're not. That's the point. free agency builds off of other free agents. Like it's not like oh the Mets are like House we decide Steinbrenner, we want to pay Steinbrenner this much. had to get on a phone and call Aaron Judge and basically beg him not to go to the Giants in order to get him back. Yeah, and guess he, what? He turned down money to go to the team that he wanted. That's what players will do. It's not like oh the Mets want to pay this guy this much that that they'll automatically get him. We saw numerous examples it, where play, really where, really numerous examples. I want to hear numerous examples besides Aaron Judge. Okay, I'll give you Tommy Canley. I'll Tommy Canley. Oh, no, no. I'm saying where the Mets, like where teams wanted a player and then didn't get them because they were outbid no. because another player didn't give a, a, they didn't give a better, like another team gave a better contract or a, they had a better destination. Players don't just go for where the money is. No, you, you just said two, you just said two different things. You just said that I can give you numerous examples of when a team outbid another team based on the contract, and then you say, but players don't always follow the money. No, no, Maybe no. Maybe no. examples okay. of players say, don't always I'm follow saying, the money. What I'm Aaron saying, Judge got $400 million offer from the Padres. He didn't go there. Yeah, yeah. All right? He didn't follow the money. Now, now give me another example in the past three years of where a player did that. I mean, it just... It, I, it doesn't happen. It does. I mean, Aaron... Uh, no, uh, because players Harper are got part bigger of offers an association. To go for other really? Where? Harper didn't get a contract until spring training, and then he got a $300 million deal. I'm hit, what I'm what was the, the other? I'm hit the computer. computer. What was the other contract that Bryce Harper got? I want to know. He got he got offered like what, like two fifty from the Nationals, and then him and Machado didn't sign until spring training, and then he signed a ten year, thirty million dollar deal. They both did, or he got twenty nine million dollars a year. No other team offered him a bigger contract. No other team offered him a contract until spring training. All right. Well. I don't have an example right now, but exactly. I'm you don't have an example. Yeah, yeah, it didn't but, but no, no, no. It, it, it didn't happen. No, the Harper thing. It didn't I'll edit happen. it out. Don't worry. Yeah, well, you edited it out last time. So. <laughs> I actually did it last today. You did. No, you you had the Yankees thing. You you edited it out. Oh, the tax special. Yeah. I did edit okay. it out. I left the well, Bryce Harper thing in that. With okay, the well, edit this out. But I'm just all I'm saying is that it happens. Like play, you you're not gonna but have players are a part of an association, and what they want to do is they want to set the rate. So a player, if a player like Lindor, like the Lindor even said it when he signed with the Mets, he said, "I'm doing this for the players," because he was like, "If I take this 34 million dollars right now, which is a complete market overshoot, it is now going to set the going rate for players." It's the same thing with Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole took 37 million dollars. That was that the the going rate. But what ends up happening is you can affect the market, especially with pitching, because pitchers are kind of like fragile and anything can happen and you kind of get worried and you kind of have to prove that you can pitch deep before you get a long-term deal unless you're like insanely good like Eric Cole was going, when, when he was leaving Houston. Um, so, you know, that's how it fucks up the market. So you get the $37 million. Okay, that's setting the market up now. But then when a, a 38, 39, yeah, they're short-term deals, so that kind of like maneuvers it a little bit. But still... I mean, you're offering. Anyway, I think I think we've just got we yeah. basically repeating the same debate as last yeah, time, yeah. and we're basically yeah. both holding our ground. Yeah, I just think that Correa signing was just gave more reason for the owners. I think like as like fans, it cooled off quickly, like you said before. Like we, like I was pissed off, and then I was kind of like, you know what, like good. For well, the I Mets. think the I think the bigger issue you know, like, would I'm have glad been that the Mets have an owner that's fucking spending. I think the bigger issue would have been if Cohen showed that he's just completely irrational. Like, he's just going to spend... No right, if he, had, if, he had, if he had still signed, signed him, him it's like, well, yes. now we're dealing with the lunatic. Yeah. And it's like... But I think you had to be a, like you would have to be a moron to give Correa that contract, yeah. based on but what we all, were hearing. All, and, I mean, yeah, we've really beaten this to, you know... Uh, and I will say, like, we don't fully know if every owner is just like, I want to spend the least amount 
to get a championship. And like, again, I, I, you know, I will maintain that like the Mets are not the only team that like set the market for players that this happens, but you know, it, it just, it's like, it's not something that I think ultimately owners will, you know, uh, it will it will move the needle enough. They'll look for anything, bro. Well, I mean that's true, and that's sort of why we had this debate. Yeah. Um. But that's really that's kind of what centers it. So. Yeah. Um. I don't know. We'll 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 ask around and we'll set out a fucking tweet or something. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So now I just want to talk about uh, the Correa fallout because we know now the Mets don't have that you know player and that the that player that puts them over the top and. Uh, the reason why I say put them over the top is because Steve Cohen kind of put his foot in his mouth, which yeah, is right, 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 right. which yeah. is kind of a Will Pawnee move. I'm not gonna lie, but like, well, he's excited. He's yeah, and, and I will he's, say, I will he, say, he has a ton of media attention. I give him some credit. positive attention for the first time in his life. Well, okay, <laughs> that's, let's, not, let's not go with that. That's hype. That's that's yeah. od. But okay, so remember uh, what Stephen Cohen said, which was uh, it was on January 10th. Uh, he said, we needed one more thing. And this, in parentheses, Correa, is it. This really makes a big difference. I feel like our pitching was in good shape, which I actually kind of agree with, but uh, I feel like our pitching was in good shape. We need one more hitter. This puts us over the top. Now that you don't have Correa, it implies that you're not over the top. If you want to have some more credibility, I mean, that's a that's Well, you could also argue that like it puts them over the top as it, like, it makes them a juggernaut as opposed to like a really competitive team. Still a tough thing to walk back. So yeah, it's no, like, it I guess my, a briefly, like what, you know, we, we see like the free agents that are left and it's like, there's it's not like there's nobody left, but it's also like, I'm just going to name some names that are left. Uh, Tommy Pham, uh, <laughs> Trey Mancini. Um, I mean, th- like... Beyond that, Nelson Cruz just signed, so n- not even Nelson Cruz. Like, I don't know. What? Where do you think the Mets can well, go from here? I don't know. Uh, like, I think I think the the uh, free agent class is pretty thin. I don't really know what you would do with Trey Mancini, even though it would be dope to to get him. Um, you know, it's funny. Like Mets fans are like, and I know I I know that you kind of subscribe to this a little bit as well, but I don't really want to get into like a debate about it. I don't want to get like sidetracked, but like. Oh, like we brought back a hundred and one win team. Like there's nuance to it, in my opinion. You know what I mean? And it's Miguel like, Sano. And it's, <laughs> um, he hasn't signed it. No, he hasn't. I thought he signed to the Miguel Guardians. Miguel Sano. No, no. Oh, Miguel Sano. I'm bugging. Wait. No. You're oh no, no. I'm thinking of Josh Bell. Yeah. Sorry. Mm. Clear your edit out. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel. Uh, um. Anyway, so you know, it's just. Uh, Look, they need. They wait, need... wait, hold on. I just lost my train of thought. Um, oh, oh, what was I saying? Um, oh yeah, yeah. So you know, I got, you're bringing back a hundred and one win team. I think there's nuance to it, um, but that's kind of besides the point. So if you're the Mets, uh, not to cut you off, but if yeah. you're the Mets, would you trade one of their prospects? Because yeah, now, now that now that Correa is not on the team, like he's no longer blocking. Well, what are you trading for? You need to trade for a third baseman. Not, that's that's not the ideal necessarily, position. necessarily, because uh, McNeil can play third competently. Uh, you can keep Brett Beatty and hope he comes through. Okay. You can move around players so that you have, like, a competent player at every position, pretty much. Yeah. You just need that other bat, I would argue. Because, really, the lineup is the same. 
Well, this is what I would do. I, I think the pitching is better, yeah. but the lineup is the same. This is what I would do. I The beginning of, of the baseball season, like the good thing about baseball being so long is that like you can use kind of the beginning period as like a trial and error, see where the rest of the league is at, see how you guys are performing. Like mm. who knows Like who knows if Brett Beatty, mm. like you bring Brett Beatty in like in May, who knows if he does well. And then you can make a move in, you know, in June or closer, late June, closer to the trade deadline. Um, if you need to, but, but you don't want to like jump and make like, you know, cause the Mets, I personally think that the Mets need another bat offense collapsed 100%. after Marte went down last year, which is kind of unacceptable. Marte is 35 years old. Like let's get it together. Um, and I, I think the same thing about the Yankees, but it's just like, like you don't want to, you want to make a smart decision. I don't really know who would be available. Like I'm trying to think about the Mets. You got, like what you would add another infielder, so so like you either need a third baseman or a second baseman. Well, again, you can move people around, right? Again, like you, you can, can move you people can around, put but McNeil like, at, but at, like uh, you only have so many positions to go. So at, sec- like, at, you, at third, you, right. your outfield is is set. Um, you have Kana, Marte, and and uh, Nimmo, and then you have Escobar, Beatty, Platoon, Lindor, McNeil, Alonso. So and then you have. Vogel back. I mean, that doesn't really matter, but you don't just like, yeah. Um, do you, okay. I'll ask you this, right? Do you think, see, I, I'll, I'll interject just because I think that I kind of disagree. Like, you know, that expression, like you can't win a championship, but it's like in the spring or in, in May or whatever, in April, but you can lose one. Uh, you can, but I, I don't real quick. My bad. I, 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 because I meant to say this is that I don't think that the Mets or like the Yankees are teams that are, Anywhere near about equipped about being yeah. their ass well, kicked in April. And, and I, I don't know because the Braves had they not well, gone on the, that historic the, run, the like the Braves were this. The, the Braves were on paper an amazing team last year that just got cold in the beginning of the season. Like right, but that was, and then they had to go. The second year they did that, they had to go on a historic like a run and have like the second best record in baseball to climb within one game. But that's the thing. Baseball is susceptible to that, you know. And the Braves did that two years in a row. Um, yes, but. It's the Mets were also considerably worse, and so were the Phillies. And you're gonna, and this year you're gonna have like less interdivision play. It's gonna be a more spread out schedule. So, as much as I think that I want to say, what do you think they should do? I mean, you're the, you're the, you're the, yeah. Um, I, I think, I, I mean, obviously, like the, the, uh, on, like the, the baseline move, right, is just get a bat. So, Money will buy you Trey Mancini, right? Money will buy you like a. I know this is probably not the most popular move, but like uh, Andrew McCutcheon, hope for a bounce bat and and platoon him with Vogelbach. That I think gives you some semblance of an upgrade. Adam Duvall uh, mashes, mashes. I believe it's left-handed pitching, or it could be uh, a platoon bat. Um, you know, not not a great average player, but like tons of pa- surprising power. Um, more power than you think he has. Um, something like that, I'd say probably Trey Mancini is the best option, but something like that has to be like your baseline. Like if, if nothing else, that. Imperfect situation with Mancini, he does not play an infield position besides first base, which is the Mets have a first baseman, I forget his name, Pete Alonzo. Um, but um, I don't know. So that you kind of have to do that. And then I, I just feel like you can't really. Uh, well, you say you have to do that, but I don't. I don't know. I, don't, I, I think don't that you can't. Room. I think the the well, idea. The, I've heard that you. Well, I, he is. He's a very fucking good first baseman. But overall, he's got. He's solid defensively. He's like uh, average. He's not going to hurt you defensively. But 
Not, I mean, Mancini's not really an upgrade there either, like much. So I, I think that you have to get the bat. Yeah, well, you have to get the bat, I'm saying, in the lineup. Um, yeah. Because if you look at the bottom half of the lineup, uh, it's kind of like, you're like, wait, who's their catcher? Who's their third baseman? Um, potentially, the bottom of that lineup could feature a DH that's like Vogelbach. So it's like catcher, Vogelbach, uh Escobar. Well, I think Escobar is enough of a. a he had a 106 a, one, uh, weighted runs created plus last year, and he's extremely streaky. Like, horrific for months, great for months. Yeah, and Brett Beatty was not good last year. Well, Brett Beatty had like a cup of coffee. So I feel like if you're the Mets and you're this close, I know I always use this example, but like, you remember when the Cardinals signed Johnny Peralta to be their shortstop? Uh, yeah. in, it was like 2012 or something. Yeah, and yeah. you're looking at it, you're like, why the fuck did you sign Johnny Peralta? It's because like, you're a B-plus team, and that move, like Steve Cohen said, puts you over the top. Yeah, I don't think that the Mets are a B-plus team. I think the Mets are an A team. Probably, but, like, but like, sure, but like, if you're this close, A-minus. logic will tell you to get yourself, because you're that close to the next level. Maybe B-plus. I will say, I'm at the point where I'm okay with trading a prospect or two for a solid bat. The question is, who that bat is, I don't necessarily know who's available right now, because we don't, like, rumors are not swirling around right, a particular yeah. player. But I will say, you have to do it before the season starts. 100%. I think that's like, it's very hard. The, it, early season trades don't happen that often. Like, it's very easy for teams to say, like, say let's about, hold I'll off until the deadline. trade deadline. Yeah. But by that point, you never know. Like, the Mets d- division is stacked. Um, the Mets division is stacked. And the MLB is stacked. Like, there's so many teams the that NL are like, is good. Stacked. The NL is stacked. Um, even teams like the Cubs are sneaky good, can steal enough wins away from a team to make it a close race. Like, Yeah, the Mets so, have a lot of high risk on their team, too. So I'm, I am kind of leading towards your argument, um, actually. Yeah, and, and I again, like, I don't know. I just don't know what they can do. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, you know? Yeah, I well, the don't. other problem is, like, because there's 12 teams. Because, like, like, who are you trading in the prize? Like, you don't want to get, like, the thing is. Well, Ronnie Mets, Mauricio is the first name you mentioned. Yeah, you got but, Mauricio like, and, like, the, the, look. Let me tell you right now, all that shit about Ronnie Mauricio being like having like a good season or like winning some MVP or whatever, that is one hundred percent bait to fucking jack up his fucking because I've been I mean, seeing yeah. that way too often. I've been seeing oh, that. I mean if it like, if, if that's the case, the, I yeah, mean, like I just I we know like the, listen, it's a smart the bad He's a PR very, move, very like, flawed hit prospect. The social media is being like, let's go. He's a very flawed That's what prospect, I'm saying. Like yeah. I'm like seeing all these um, like wow, he's Ronnie enormous, Mauricio. Yeah, like, but and he so and he's smart. honestly the type of player that's like huge enough so that I would trade Mauricio Yeah, I, I would too. Um the question I mean we we'll probably I mean the off seasons it's gonna get lean. Times are gonna get lean. We're gonna have to come up with some episodes that'll be like trade yeah. candidate episodes. And yeah. uh there's a lot of really, really stupid trade episodes right. out there, so um, I think we could probably do a little bit better. But anyway, uh, last, just last <laughs> thing, uh, just, I mean, we'll briefly touch on sort of like some of the rumors and news. I, I mean, you, I'll run through some of the things you tell me if you think it's newsworthy. And we're going to jump to the Yankees because this has been a, a kind of a uh, Mets episode. Um, the Brian Reynolds stuff, do you... Do it's you think that it's not going to happen? Okay. I was listening to an interview yesterday with Jeff Pass, and he said it's not happening. Okay. Um, that's fair. Uh, he said he thinks it's not going to happen, but, I mean, he has, he's, he's giving a fucking educated guess. Yeah. You know, so. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so then what about the Yankees hiring Omar Minaya and uh, Brian Sabian? Brian Sabian's the bigger hire. Interesting. All right, Omar Minaya is the bigger name because he's, that's he's gonna, with the That's what I was going to say. That's an interesting Sabian, Sabian okay. is the guy. I mean, it's... So it's not like it, it's a really smart hire. I don't think it's huge news. I think it's why do you think they did it though? Like why do you think now? Well, he, like, well, why he, do, now? he does well. Well, he does it. He does this periodically, like throughout the years. He'll hire like 
former GMs of teams and stuff like that. And it's really just to have another voice to bounce stuff on mm-hmm. off of. But Brian Sabian is probably the most accomplished. Uh, he just quickly, he drafted the core four and Bernie. And then he won three rings with the Giants. So I would say he has a pretty good resume. Um, Maybe. Yeah. And, okay. so, <laughs> and so... Core four. Who? No. So, um... <laughs> really? So, um... My point is, is that he's, you know, he's going to be uh, basically an advisor to the general manager along with Omar Minaya, but then he's also going to be running scouting, which is, which is super interesting. interesting. Um, and I think these guys these guys are there. The, the, this was the main report, all right? I sound so corny saying this, but this was the main report when, uh, with the hire of these two guys. They're anti-analytical guys. But there is something to that. There is something to kind of having a weighted system in the room yeah. and having equal representation in the room. So that is why I do think the highs are made. And and just quickly, just to pour cold water on, like, sycophant, um, spoiled Yankees fans sycophant. who all think that, <laughs> like, jerk. no matter, like, what, like, they're just, like, obsessed with Brian Cashman um, and can't appreciate, like, what he's done. Like, there's a, like you can criticize, but you don't have to, like, be, like, losing your brain over him all the time. He hired them. So he's not getting yeah. fired. Like, relax. Uh, he just <laughs> literally signed a five-year deal. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And, and you should be thankful for that. Like Derek Jeter said, you should clap. All right? Take the words from the captain. Yep. All right. Well, that's... Mic drop, motherfucker. That's, uh, that's probably about it. I mean, like, there are some other Mets-related news. That's pretty much it, I feel yeah, like. I mean, but... the, I, I'm, the Yankees, oh, quickly, I think that they, they need, obviously, another bet like the Mets. I've... Knowing the Yankees actually do legitimately think that they're going to wait to the deadline, do think they probably have a little bit more room to do that. The AL is not nearly as stacked as the AL this year. Also, the division's pretty weak. The Blue Jays are going to be good this year, but besides that, I think the Yankees are better than the Blue Jays anyway. The Blue Jays fell flat in the face last year, which I said was going to happen um, because they ain't built like that. And uh, yeah. Okay, final segment. Oh, yeah, that's right. I almost forgot. My bad. Yeah, no, all good. all right, We're so trying to fill in time here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So, uh, as I mean, if you haven't, if you didn't catch the episode, Alessandro right. and I, we on air, we did. You can go back and listen to it. Um, I think it's a fantastic episode, one of our better episodes. Uh, we went and basically okay. on the air, strong, like strong comment from you. I think it's a patting yourself on the back. There. Episode. Uh, we we just guesses like before any of this information came out, like it was like a lot of, there was rumors, but like none of these players were signed and they were really just rumors. Uh, it was before any of these players signed. So obviously that's why we guessed. Um, and we assigned points. So if you get, I'm not going to go super in detail, but basically we assign points, partial points and full points to like the types of guesses. Right. So it's not like, uh, wait, you guess him, right? You get 10 points. You got him wrong. You get none. It's right. like partial. Okay. So we're going to go over pitchers uh, today, and when we, we looked at the top pitchers on the market, there was about eight of them, We right? should break down the scoring, though. Okay, sure. Just so, so you don't have to okay. out a random number. Okay, fair. So correct, correct team, uh, correct years, or correct team and correct years within uh, one and $10 million. So uh, basically, like, you get the right team, and you get the right amount of years, and then within $10 million of the entire contract, 10 points. Just the correct team, five points. Correct dollars exactly is four points. Correct dollars within 10 to 15 is two points, but you can only get one of those two. So if you get correct dollars within 10 to 15, you get half of like two points. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Uh, correct years exactly or within one. So correct years exactly is three points. Correct years within one is 1.5. Uh, and then closer than your opponent, opponent is half a point. But a check mark, and by the end of this, we'll, we'll tally up who had more correct or who was closer, rather, in each guess. So Jacob deGrom, uh, I was closer, but... Um, uh, um, sorry, excuse me. Jacob deGrom, I was closer. Uh, uh, Rodon, uh, or excuse me, Verlander, uh, I was closer. Rodon, you were closer. We'll get to that. You were right on the fucking money with that <laughs> one. Snipe that shit out of nowhere. <laughs> Noah Syndergaard, you were closer. Jamison Tyone, I was closer. Nate Eovaldi, I was closer. Uh, Nate, uh, Tywin Walker, I was closer. Kodai Sang, I was closer. However... If you look at the points, which is really what matters, because uh, that's what's going to determine it, I got 21 points. You got 26 yes, points. Sir! I was surprised. Early that lead, you, baby. I was Early surprised lead. that you got five, five points is, is a lot. Five points is a solid. You really... Yeah. It was the Rodon. It was the, it was Rodon. the Rodon. So head. you got yeah. 10 points from Rodon. Yeah. You got 10.5 points because you were yeah. also... You got had a better guess. That was the... You guessed... Yankees, yeah. which I saw again, I, zero reporting on this, like nowhere. I checked later, just I was like, this motherfucker saw a tweet. No, no tweets. Yeah. I saw nothing. Yeah. Gut and, feeling, baby. And Gut feeling. You and it was take because, notes, baseball. Gut you basically feeling. you backtracked that episode. You're like, ah, like I'm gonna, I did stupid. Call me but I'm William gonna, Nathaniel the Third. I'm gonna punish. I'm gonna punish myself. I'm just gonna go with the Yankees, even though that's what I really believe. It was absolutely correct. You guessed 170 over six. Uh, that's pretty fucking close. What he got? One sixty-two over six with the correct team. You got ten point five points. That is, <laughs> that is double, basically almost double the next highest of any of our guesses in terms of points. So um, it's an early lead. That's literally what did it. Like that's literally the difference. Yeah. Uh, that amazing guess. So job's not finished. Job's not finished. All right. Job's not finished. Um, no, but congratulations on that. Uh, and yeah, so we'll run through basically every time. We'll update uh, next. I think we're gonna go outfield. Probably, probably pepper. Yeah, it a when bit when they're bit. completed, you know, like that. Unfortunately, I feel like we might be at the whim of that. I mean, I guess we. Well, could. we could do. It depends uh, on the severity of like the outfield. I feel like all if all the big outfielders are signed, then maybe we can. Cut, I'm gonna give a spoiler. Trim a little bit I'm gonna give a spoiler. Bit. Neither one of us got Carlos correct. Correct. <laughs> Yeah, that would be uh, that would be expensive. If you had guessed that correct, yeah. you're an idiot. By the way, real quick, it is it is rather depressing that he lost half of his career and or in uh, terms of contract, in terms value, of contract, yeah. and 150 million dollars. That sucks. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it plays out, but yeah, in any case, all right, uh, that will do it for this episode. Um, I'm Nick Wilson. Uh, this is Alessandro De Janeiro. You could catch us on uh, Instagram, Loaded Bases Podcast. Please subscribe. <laughs> please. Uh, also, please rate us. Like it, it's like uh, very important. We want to gain. We're we're like if you look at us in uh, Apple Podcasts. Okay. There's like we're not right next to like these other podcasts that it's like uh, almost go. embarrassing. Let's start throwing some shots. Let's start throwing some shots. Okay. If you type in loaded basis, <laughs> why are we doing this? Okay. If you type in loaded basis podcasts, okay. What are we next you to? get, okay, this is, um, it's loading. Your Wi-Fi is shitty. Uh, so you My get, is pretty shitty. you get loaded bases. This guy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. I forgot about that this guy. guy uh, uh, loaded. I'm not gonna say his name. I can give him the fucking yeah, the clout. Nah, then you get the we bases. Were here first, baby. You get the bases. Change the name. There are two bases Change loaded. Change the name, motherfucker. Change, change the name. Uh, there are two bases loaded podcasts. They no, there's so, not really. They were so close. Bases loaded. Bases loaded. They were so we. They could not come up with a great pun like a loaded basis. Yeah. Uh, 
punish them for it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So just rate us. It's not like, the best pun in the world, honestly, but, you know. It's, it's a, it's a, a great it's pun. Good. It's good. Um, but, yeah. So basically rate us, uh, you know, comment, like, subscribe, uh, and uh, hit us up on Twitter. Change the name. Polls. Um, we also do quizzes every week. Super fun time. And uh, I got one of them right last week. I was hyped. Congratulations. But, um, yeah, no, they're super fun. Anyway, that's, we're done. We're, thank you for listening. And uh, let's night. Thank you.